0: What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 530 on the East Coast, 230 on the West Coast, 430 Tennessee time, which of course has been just tied with a flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's a Monday. It's a three-man booth. We're not messing around. Batting first, leading off, you know, who sucks things as NASCAR and the morning grind. It's DBTPFL. What's up, Stevie? What's
1: up, Dean? Hello, human. i um, glad you're doing well, my friend.
0: I saw your child pre-show and that, that was that's what I said. I don't know what to say to somebody who's zero. I don't yeah, it's gender yeah. appropriate
1: hello just, child.
0: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think I, I said I, I said hello child, and I said hello adult when somebody else popped when an adult popped in. So <laughs> I had I, I do communications for a living, apparently. But uh, yeah dude. Uh, baseball. Baseball's going down today. Of course, you're I don't think you're playing uh, much basketball these days, but it's going absolutely nuts in the street the basketball streets. Bobon was unleashed uh DeAndre Ayton was in he was out he was in he was out and he was in because of a COVID thing actually I just talked to uh Kirk Geese about this Kirk Geese, how's a basketball going for you because actually you were telling me pre-show you're the only person on Yahoo that had Boban who again was unleashed
2: yes I don't want to jinx it because uh something will go wrong with uh some news will break while I'm doing this and not paying attention or whatnot but uh yeah I was the only one to play Boban on Yahoo I only played Yahoo today because the news started getting crazy plus i thought there would be some crazy news coming and I had to get ready for baseball and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play the, the easy side for me. And so worked out well. You're playing Yahoo or baseball tonight, I presume, right? I am. There's some
0: weird, weird prices on Yahoo tonight. I'm sure you saw them. JD Martinez is like 13 bucks. Uh, uh, who else? Like so first baseman for the Mets, why are they drawing a like, blank? Uh, Pete Alonso is like $11. I'm telling you, those like, you don't know. Bellinger is like 17 or like 15 and it's just a course game, but yeah, Yahoo. There's some really, really cheap, really good players. You've noticed, I imagine.
2: Yeah, it's the uh, it's the what have you done for me lately algorithm pricing. Except uh, wait, wait, let's see it. Let's see if that's true. Did they price Yelich up? seventeen dollars Yelich? on Yellow? Yep, he got a boost. He got a boost. Okay, because he was fourteen yesterday.
0: That's still so, too cheap,
2: though. Yeah, in theory, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in theory, yeah, you could point to the scoreboard in baseball, you know, the best player in the world can go for five or for four at 4 in line drives or whatever, the wrong person. But, uh, yeah, and you don't believe in chinks, by the way. You mentioned jinxes. Come on, you're not a chinks guy, are you? You don't have that power. It all depends if I'm winning or I'm losing,
2: <laughs> to be honest with you.
0: Are you the guy that, like, uh, has a certain seat, and, like, if things are going well, you have to stay in that
2: seat, and otherwise you got to get your mug if things aren't going well? Yes. I, that it's, guy? It's, it's, I'm guy? I, I just have to be in the zone, and, like – things affect that, and so, yes, uh, I've been known to to wear the same T-shirt, a lucky shirt, and things like that.
0: Boxers? Should I should
2: say I, boxers? No, nah, I, I don't know how to keep track of which ones are lucky. I don't pay attention to that. You got to put the day on them. I don't – Monday, yeah, Tuesday, and then Instead of, like, the name, like the mom sent to camp with the name, like, this is your Monday.
0: <laughs> you know who's wearing his boxers today is Kevin Roth, Chief Meteorologist Kevin Roth, of course. Well, I'm sure – he- he changed those boxers, probably. <laughs> he was very excited earlier today for two reasons. Uh, one, the Washington Nationals are, are not home. They're on the road. What a disaster that was yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I was playing FanDuel that had the early Washington game, and that game got rained out because they could not figure out how to put a tarp on the field. Uh, and of course, it's Washington because that place is just a disaster. And Jose Juan the uh, JJ Barea went nuts in the other game as well, too. So hopefully Roth is uh, set up for, for some good basketball bucks these days. And also, he'll be on, uh, you know, later on. He'll be on Crunch uh, time with one day pops the kids call him cheese is good two-time millionaire winner take you guys off the lock if you guys are premier uh premier members here at roto grinders uh we do want to get on our sharp side pick we're gonna drop the link there in chat right now what's up chat feel free to like and subscribe we do appreciate that it helps with the old algorithm uh hit up the sharp side if you get up to five winners in a row on Fanduel. you start winning some Fanduel bucks but five winners start a streak up to five you get yourself some Fanduel dollars uh we've been picking some winners here and there i guess that's a relative success uh, my pick is Kirk, Kirk Gibson. No, he's not playing baseball anymore. Kyle Gibson, no relation to my knowledge uh, over five and a half strikeouts. I believe Devin's going to throw a picture up on the screen for the sharp side app. You're actually getting juice on it. I think it's like plus plus one ten. We have not seen the Seattle lineup at least as of 12 minutes or, uh, ago or so. Maybe we do, but spoiler alert, it's not going to be good. There's going to be a lot of guys that strike out a good bit. So I have the over on Kyle Gibson strikeouts at five and a half. Again, you're getting juice too. Stevie, who is your sharp side winner tonight?
1: Yeah, had the over in the Giants-Houston game at nine, so I think that game's going to have a lot of runs. Um, not liking what I've seen from Lance McCullers so far this season, and I think it's a game that, you know, Houston's in a great spot against Logan Webb, so I took the over in that game.
0: All right. Uh, your thoughts on that, Kirk Deese, as far as the
2: over in San Fran-Houston at nine, and what's your answer? What, what do you have as far as a sharp side winner? Mine is uh, I'm going to stay with a theme here that Stevie is. He, he knows that I mentioned on the last show is that soft throwers against Oakland don't uh, fare too well. And they, so I'm going to take the Oakland A's uh, on the money line as a favorite. It's not the, it wasn't the greatest value um, as far as closing line value from like the different sites and whatnot, but I'm just pretty confident that they're going to win this game against Tehran. Who's hovering about 89 miles per hour on his four scene uh, last uh, in his first little, Uh, time that he pitched the season so that's my play Oakland A's
0: yeah and it's got to be minus 140 or or better Uh, you can't pick you know the Dodgers minus 210 that would not count for your sharp side total that would be cheating speaking of the Astros and Stevie's pick all right let's talk about the let's talk about the slate give me the screenshot Curtis Uh, it feels like I think it's a bat winning slate as opposed to an arm winning slate we'll talk about the arms in a second you kind of sort of just want our survivors a couple guys that have some upside but no real, real elite studs, Uh, how
2: we look at this slate? Yeah, but it's interesting. So that immediately makes me think about potentially wanting to play more Patrick Corbin when you say that because, I mean, these bats aren't guaranteed across the slate by any means. Coors isn't – obviously, Coors can go off. Coors is a massive run total. Robbie Ray's looked horrible. John Gray (laughs) gave up a home run to Brandon Belt – (laughs) Um, so uh, still still stings still stings um so but these are also two guys that you know can can miss bats and so there is the potential for failure there um and so maybe maybe the from a gpp standpoint pitching is the way to go but there's the mid-range is kind of stacked um i mean i i love your you've already alluded to kyle gibson i love kyle gibson um we can get into that later when we talk pitchers but uh so it's not hard to like Use McCullers, Gibson, or uh, maybe like Dustin May, and kind of get you know a bunch of whatever stacks you want. You can get a. And obviously, Arizona is priced way too cheap, so I guess that's the synopsis. Is what do we do with Arizona? Do we do we uh, eat all the ownership, or do we try to beat it? That's
0: that's DK specific, uh, Stevie. At least that's the way I'm kind of looking at uh, at it. FanDuel, you can make it work too because it's just not that hard to build good lineups over there. Uh, Stevie, your take as far as the the screenshot, and yeah, your thoughts as far as Stacks and is Arizona stack way too chalky on DK specifically anywhere? Because that's kind of the way it's looking at the you know, you, you hit up the optimizers and of course optimizer in baseball, it's kind of a, a weird term because you know, the worst player in baseball could be the highest score on any given day. It's different than any other sport. Well maybe other sports I'm not aware of. I don't know how that works on NASCAR, you tell me. But uh Stevie, how how are we uh, attacking this late? And are you in on the chalk for Arizona on DK? Or are you out?
1: Yeah, the Arizona lineup looks really good, too. Like, on paper, John Gray, you know, we've seen his fastball fall off a ton this season compared to last season and the season before that. Strikeout rate's at, like, 10% or something like that, and now he's in cores, and Arizona's too cheap. So, like, if if you're looking at it on paper without looking at ownership, Arizona's the best play on the slate, but, you know, you have to factor in ownership, so... I think you take a stand either way you like go super overweight on Arizona or you go underweight I don't think you fade them unless you're playing like a single entry and you're only playing one team and you just want to you know play the game theory game but like if you're playing three teams you're probably making one or three if you're playing a 20-inch max you're probably playing them you know a little bit or overweight so I don't think I'm fading Arizona here the spot's too good uh, but overall I think there's there's like four or five teams on this slate that, you know, can break the slate. Like Kurt already said, Oakland, nobody's going to be playing Oakland. I I love the Dodgers today. Um, That Houston, San Francisco game, the giants are more expensive than Arizona. So nobody's going to play the giants against McCullers, you know, the same price as playing Arizona. So there's definitely ways to be different. And there's like, Three or four like really good pitchers, and then there's like two or three guys that could pitch well but not like dominate. So like there's just a ton of different ways to be different on this slate.
0: Steven, the most expensive pitcher uh, is Patrick Corbin taking on the Mets. It's going to be hot there for what it's worth. Uh, Ten point four K a DK specifically <clears throat> twenty eight point eight percent K percent. This Mets lineup they're rolling out today twenty one point three percent striking out collectively. Especially at the top, they're pretty contact heavy. Rosario, Dar- Davis. And McNeil striking out 18%, 18%, and 12.9%. Then, of course, Alonzo a lot of power, but he can strike out a bit, too, at 31.1%. Uh, you know, Stevie, are we, are we paying up for Corbin? Uh, two-pitcher site? I think you can make it work with Corbin uh, and Gibson. That's something that I'm looking at right now because there's a lot of cheap – the variance in prices on DK. are Like, there's 2K guys and there's 6.5K guys all over the place. You can make that work if you wanted to. Uh, is is Corbin uh, somebody you're in on, Stevie, or somebody not so much where you're just going to pass?
1: I think there's three pitchers on the slate that you target if you want like upside strikeouts, Corbin Gibson and may like, those are the three guys that like, if you're going to target strikeouts, you go out and get those three guys. So yes, I like Corbin. Um, I like Gibson. I think it's really easy in cash games to fit both of those guys in. We have Rios is in the lineup for the Dodgers. He's like 2.7 K, like a lot of cheap options that to easily make this combo work in cash games and tournaments. i love Dustin may. So Corbin's in a great spot. I highlighted this game in my stacks today for GPPs on Lineup HQ because if you look at Weather Edge, I'll pull it up really quick for the screen share. But you look at Weather Edge, like we're looking at a hot day in New York, you know, plus 22% on home runs, almost 12% overall for runs scored in general. So scares me a little bit on a guy like Corbin who gives up a bunch of home runs, but I still think like he's one of the best options on the slate.
0: I'll say this about Rios batting eighth <clears throat> at home with the Dodgers: a chance he gets the hook if uh, you know the moment sort of matters for for LA. Of course, their bench is pretty solid, and if the game's still close and tight, and you know, the, the lefty righty thing warrants it, uh, it feels like a big opportunity to cost. Is a sort of my if I have an issue there with it? I get it as far as a salary saver, super cheap, but you know Christian Walker at first base, third base, especially he's first and third eligible. Uh, of course, we'll break down the positions in a second. Eduardo Escobar is like the probably like the first guy you put in cash games on DK. Of course, you want Arreano, but. You can only play one third base, but an Escobar is almost like half the price. So, again, some opportunity cost here, but in
2: tournaments, absolutely by all means, no issue. Uh, Corbin, what are you doing with Corbin there, Kirk Dees? Um, so, Corbin's had a lot of success versus the Mets in general. Um, he's got a high strikeout rate. You know, if I look, look back like six, seven games, it was something like 30.9% to the Mets batters that he's faced. Um, what's interesting to me is that, you know, coming into the season, he has the best strikeout pitch. Uh, in baseball, by a swinging strike rate percentage, um, his slider, um, which was hovering around twenty seven point six percent, now interesting enough. Guess who has the second, next best pitch uh, for strikeouts in in uh, in baseball?
0: Uh, I, guess, I was gonna go ahead.
2: from a qualified starter. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Hater, <laughs> Dustin May. He, he's pitching on the slate tonight, and it's not May you said qualified starter uh, yep. sh- uh oh oh it's McCullers McCullough's curveball it's it's Gibson oh. believe it or not um, uh, it's Gibson's slider he's just under uh Corbin so there was a lot of talk in the offseason about revamping his pick uh, his pitch mix um, putting more emphasis on that slider and um, we've seen some good results his strike is uh, I don't think we've seen you know massive increase but we've seen about a five percent increase in his um, K percentage so far um so i i like i like both of these guys so I'm, I'm on board i'm gonna try to get my lineups to be able to fit both of them together and try to take advantage of some value bats but uh i do i do hear you with the weather edge it is a little bit scary and you know and when it's hot and sweaty you know things can uh go south in a hurry um but i just see him k in a lot of these mets with his slider tonight yeah,
0: so about the, the chat over there, on YouTube has mentioned this, and uh, Britt mentioned this to me before he we went on, the, on air. Uh, Kirk, how concerned are we? The roof is open in Texas today. Does that, does that? I mean, we're not going to not play Gibson, but there's somewhat of a hesitation. That's not ideal, but these Mariners still strike out a ton. There's still not a lot of, not a lot of power there. The price is pretty good. Gibson threw 109 pitches his last time out. Um, you know, there's really not a lot of other options we, we can consider. We'll talk about it in the seconds of pivots, but. I'm still fine with it. Not ideal. I, I prefer a closed, but you know, what's your take there as far as the, the roof there
2: in Texas with Gibson? Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's, are these Seattle bats going to take advantage of it? You know, you still got to hit the ball um, and you still got to hit the ball hard. Uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, I'll tell you the one guy who I constantly play who I would have no problem playing even against, even if I used Gibson in a lineup tonight, would be Austin Nola, man. He is just the <laughs> best catcher play that nobody plays on a nightly basis. Uh, I just keep going back to that guy, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, uh, I'd listen, I'd refer to a Derek Cardy on that one. Um, see what he says and, and Roth, but obviously the heat is a, is a concern. It's, it's more of a pitcher's park now, as opposed to what it used to be, you know, what we were all thinking globe globe is like, but, uh, yeah, I'll still roll out Gibson. All
0: right, so I pulled up the lineup here. Do we have Seattle's lineup or not just yet? Uh, pulled up the, not well, yet? Not just yet, unfortunately. But, again, we're expecting to see a lineup that strikes out collectively at 26.4% versus righties. That's a big number, uh, especially if Moore and Lewis are at the top. They're big K guys as well. They're two contact guys. Any They have two guys under 20%, which is Crawford and Seeger. Everybody else strikes out a good bit. Stevie, talk to me about Gibson. And then, you know, we're speaking about Roops. We saw last time out for McCullers. He was cruising for three innings. They opened the roof on him in Arizona, and he gave, like, eight or nine runs. He said after the game, like, it was distracting. It threw him off. He's like, it's not an excuse. But, like, some of those were just kind of, like, fly ball pop-ups just kind of kept going. Of course, that's Arizona. Dry heat, same sort of concept to some extent. You know, you go from a roof to heat, changes some things to some extent. Um, you know, let's talk about Gibson and then bring McCullers into the conversation.
1: Yeah, I think Kurt pretty much said everything we need to know about Gibson. Um, you know, Nola might not even be in the lineup, and like that's the guy that like worries you. Vogelbach is a big power guy, but he strikes out at almost forty percent. So Nola is a little banged up right now. He's been one of the best hitters in this lineup. So if he's not in the lineup dealing with that hand injury, it just gives a nice bump to Gibson even more. So you know, if you gotta even with the roof open, you got to put the ball in play, not to strike out, right? So uh, still like Gibson a lot. Uh, As far as, like, McCullers goes, like, I did a deep dive on McCullers today, just kind of going back and looking at, like, 2018 numbers and comparing it with, like, overlapping it with 2020 because he's coming back from injury. And, like, my biggest concern with him is his curveball is his out pitch. And when I was digging into, like, the graphs and looking at, like, fan graphs and, like, overlapping the data and stuff, he is leaving his curveball up so much more, and to me, that's just a command thing. So, like, could it change, and could he start throwing it down more in the, in the zone and, like, really, like, getting outs? Yes, that's that's very possible. But, like, when I'm seeing, like, 30 40%, like, over the middle of the plate with a curveball, like, you don't do that. Like, as a pitcher, you don't do that. You want it down and away. You want it down and in. Like, so, I'm going to pass him a callers today. He's, like, the third projected highest owned pitcher on this slate, and for me, like, it's just – there's other options. Like, I love Dustin May, so I don't have to play McCullers today. And I'm just hoping that, like, maybe maybe we start to see him pitch better. Like you said, he was pitching better last time out, but he was leaving so many pitches over the middle of the plate. And we saw this a lot with him early in his career, too. Your mic is muted, you rookie.
0: Ah, unbelievable. Yeah, We were throwing a perfect game. And then, you, you know, you mentioned something. Kirk changed his mug. That's what happened, and all of a sudden – the, the perfect game gets thrown off the air. Uh, so Dustin May, uh, let's talk about him, Stevie, because you mentioned him. I love love the arm, love the talent, love the hair. You don't, you don't get any points for it, but it's pretty awesome. Um, how many pitches will you, will you get delegated? 60 is first time out, then 76, then 82. You know, you're begging for 90. You're begging for, like, six innings. Doesn't mean he can't get there in six innings. Doesn't mean he can't start out nine or ten guys in six innings. Um, maybe, like, you're just playing him in hopes, like, the, the chalk kind of implodes and May puts up – 24, which is great, or 20, which is great. What what are you doing with Dustin Mitt? Because you kind of mentioned him a couple of times, and how concerned are you with his pitch count? Because, you know, I want my guys to throw baseballs as long as possible.
1: I don't think really any Dodgers pitcher is going to throw more than six innings this year, like, just for what it's worth. Like, unless they're lights out pitching, like, I, I, he could be at 90 pitches or 80 pitches, like, like the last time he was pitching great. And they just, they like to use that bullpen for three innings. So, I, I'm I'm not really looking at that. I'm looking at this dude throws a 97-mile-an-hour sinker, and that is so hard to hit. And you look at the Padres' numbers against sinkers, and it's ter- they're terrible against sinkers. So, like, give me six clean innings here at his price. It's not like he's 9K. So, like, we're not paying 9K for Dustin May. We're paying 7,700 for a guy that could throw six innings and get eight-plus strikeouts uh, and just – just mow through this lineup, like they're right-handed power bats, Tatis, Machado, Fam. they're terrible against sinkers. And this dude throws a sinker like 70% of the time against right-handed hitters. Like he's touching 97 on the sinker. It's so hard to hit.
0: I would be careful saying Tatis is terrible at anything. Just throwing it out there because
1: Tatis is a beast. I'm just saying like, <laughs> like in this matchup, give me Dustin Mayor over Tatis like 10 out of 10 times.
0: Kurtis, uh, speaking of those two pitchers, McCullers, made. do you prefer either one or the other? Or you kind of sprinkle them in the tournaments. I think you just make like one lineup, and you're probably just going to
2: play Corbin and Gibson and call it a day. But what are your thoughts? Um, I may may play Dustin May. Um, yeah. Stevie is absolutely right. Um, this guy throws heat, serious heat. He's throwing 99 on his fastball. His sinker is up there, too, like Stevie said. I mean, and he's young, right? He's got more – he's – he's coming into his own. So we've looked at his minor league numbers in the past said, well, he looks like a strikeout pitcher, but he's not getting the, the strikeouts, you know, but I think the strikeouts are coming and they've already started to, I think he's got a 25% K percentage this season. Is that correct? Um, don't quote me on that. Somewhere like the 26%, uh, 5% walk rate, just a little bit higher there. So, he, he touched, he got his 82 pitches last game. I mean, maybe there's room for 85, 90 pitches. I do think they'll be cautious like they always are. But I don't care. I'm not, it's so hard to find anybody that's going to go really deep in a game um, these days. So, uh, especially at this point in the season. So, I just want efficient innings. And I think that this guy can provide them. Um, I, I know uh, the Padres have been extremely hot right now. and But I do think that they're a little overvalued in general as a team, as a hitting team. I think Tatis is amazing. I think Grisham's okay. I think Machado is pretty good. And the uh, fam is decent. But other than that, uh, I'm not scared about any of that bottom of the lineup whatsoever. And I, I think he's going to up, rack up K's. Um, and so 7.7 uh, K is a steal. You know what helps a, a team get offense, get hot. And this is
0: a callback because the chat said, Oh, you're picking on Mad Bum. Mad Bum is toast. Mad Bum is terrible. He got absolutely shellacked by San Diego. And now he's in the DL. What did they, they gave him made of injury, right? Come on. He's just a disaster.
2: Uh, I mean, there probably is something there. His arms – I mean, he, he was throwing like 88 miles an hour on his He basketball. fell on his horse or something? Oh. He just doesn't – he's just cooked. He's washed.
0: He's done. He's done. He's done. Terrible contract. What are you doing? And he only signed there to be closer to his horses. Whatever.
2: Not worth getting into. But, yeah, I'm
0: always hating on that bum
2: for good reason. Uh, as- as far as McCullers goes, I don't know what's wrong. Um, looks, <laughs> I don't either. Uh, every, uh, every everything was, you know, really high and, you know, a lot of praise coming this season. He was going to be the ace over there. Um, really step up once, you know, once Verlander went down, and uh, man, he's been disappointing. But it wouldn't shock me if he turns it around and has a good, good outing. And you know, it, it's in there. It's in him. He's he's got the pitch mix. His I know Stevie said there's some stuff with his curve that's a little troubling, but um, the velocity looks fine. I don't think it's an injury or anything. I think he's just hasn't settled in yet quite yet. So I think there's more risk there with McCullers, but um, uh, he's someone I'm certainly considering, especially on Yahoo where you have to consider him. He's he's priced really cheaply over there.
0: Yeah, but he is, but you also can get the really cheap good backs. I made a lot up before the show and I think I have, Pretty sure I have Corbin and and Gibson for what it's worth, but yeah, if you want to load up on
2: all the good stuff and even I, I, I mean I you can on. you can play him and get you can play McCullers Gibson and load up on anybody you want. Yeah, yeah, but I played Gibson and Corbin and I load up on everybody yeah. I wanted. You just basically. have to sacrifice one spot. It's like yeah. you have to put like one value play in, who's uh, usually a good play.
0: Dallas Keiko's an innings eater. I know last time out he had a bunch of K's, but I would not expect that seventeen point nine percent K rate last two seasons. This Detroit lineup does offer. A fair bit of Ks, though, 25.7%, if you want to get all specific and technical, uh, versus lefties in the last two seasons. So, in theory, there's some upside. But, again, he's just a ground ball specialist that eats up some innings. By the way, Steve, you're talking about breaking down some numbers. I imagine you pulled this up and kind of saw, it. It's a small sample. Have you seen Randy Dobnek's numbers? The uh, I think he's the Uber driver, Dobnek? Are you, and he's got an amazing mustache, too. Um, yeah, so are you aware of
1: Dobnek's uh, numbers here, Steve, how weird they are? I don't. I don't know if you necessarily want to say they're weird. Like he's, they're they're interesting. Like he's a he's a sinker baller. Like all sinker ballers, numbers are usually like weird. Like the dude gives up like his average exit velocity is like insanely high, but like he's not giving up any like home runs or anything. Like that that's not unusual for a guy that throws a sinker.
0: Forty three innings, seventeen point eight percent K percent, a point two one homers per nine, three point eight percent homer to fly ball rate. Uh, A 58% ground ball rate, 19.8% fly ball rate. Like, that's goofy to me, but, like, it's a small sample and it'll crack to some degree. But, yeah, he's going to be a a ground ball guy. Not going to be that super lucky when it comes to homer and the fly ball. They're asking in chat here, Stevie, uh, May May or Gibson and Cash? I I think May is really interesting in tournaments, but, like, Gibson could throw 25 more baseballs than him tonight. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be better. uh, I like the matchup better, too. I prefer Gibson and, and Cash, May certainly in tournament. Your thoughts?
1: Um, I would I would say Gibson, too, just because, like, the Seattle lineup overall is going to be worse than the Padres lineup overall. So, like, I, that's that's the reason that I'd go Gibson in cash. But I, I will have more May than Gibson in tournaments, though. So, um, as far as, like, Keichel and Dominic go, like, they are the two guys that are, like, safer 15-point options. Like, they're going to go out. They're not going to get rocked in these spots. They're going to go out and pitch well. But, like, they're not going to necessarily win you in tournament unless, like, some of these guys, like, May gets rocked or Gibson, like, the roof open and the ball f- is flying or something. Like, these guys aren't going to win you tournaments. Like, I have, a, I have one of my three teams had Keiko on it this morning, but I'm still, like, debating, like, if I'm, if I'm going to leave it or not. So, I like Keiko a little bit more than I like Dobnek, but I think they're both really the same pitcher. Um, you know, that's all.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just sticking to those four uh, that we kind of covered. Corbin, uh, let's see, not Dobnik. How is he going to play in tournaments? I'm probably not going to get there most likely. Gibson, uh um, is a, a sprinkle and may a sprinkle. What say you, uh, Kirk Deeson? Feel free to talk about anybody else. I know uh, some optimals are saying you can play Steven Matz. I don't think I'm there. Yarbrough, I'm not going to get there. Fine pitcher, but like, just uh, it's not for me. I don't think I need it. What, what are your thoughts on anybody else we haven't mentioned yet? And those guys.
2: Yeah, um, you, you've, it's a pretty tight core for me. It's Gibson, it's Corbin, it's May, it's possibly McCullers. Um, if I really wanted to uh, just play the GPP angle, it's Robbie Ray, where you just mm. you just hope for that it is all of a sudden the guy you know misses bats all night and uh, has some command in him uh, for once, but because uh, he does have that strikeout upside, but uh, and he's priced cheap. Um, so I could see going for that GPPs. I don't have any interest in Keuchel. I just don't want a guy with an eighty-seven mile per hour sinker as his main pitch. His main pitch as uh, to get it done. You are just not going to get strikeouts. Uh, Dominic, you just doesn't feel like you are going to get strikeouts. Although the Brewers are striking out a lot. Um, if I guess the last guy would be Hauser. Um, that's it. That's and I and that's really thin. I am probably not going to play any Hauser or Ray.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's another guy. I don't really know how deep he's going to go, but he can go five or six and strike out six or seven. That's certainly possible. Uh, Probably not going to get there. I'm not making enough lineups. I understand why you would do that if you're running out 150. Uh, Stevie, summarize the arms and then one up catchers for us.
1: The only other name that I want to mention is Ryan Yarbrough. The Red Sox, as Kurt knows, they're striking out at a very high clip right now. Um, It's been a rough season for our Red Sox. So like if you want to, like – if you're playing, like, a large field tournament, like the big four or five, six, whatever the big tournament is on both sites, like, if you're playing, like, a huge large field tournament that's very, like, top-heavy, I think Vandal's, like, 100K to first and a 300K tournament, like, maybe you take a shot at, like, 3% percent own, owned Ryan Yarborough. Um, but overall, we like Corbin, we like Gibson, Dustin May for ceiling um, – Lance McCullers is a coin flip on whether or not he's going to be pitching more down in the zone with his breaking ball stuff. And Keiko and Dominic are safer, not going to get blown up options on this slate.
0: Uh, just see a tweet here. This is not baseball related, but apparently there's a leak in the roof in the bubble. Uh, the Bucks and Raptors are supposed to play at 630. Giannis FVV. Uh, that's Freddie Van Vliet for the uninformed. This, this uh, can't be real. Serge Ibaka are out. Kyle Lowry might not play. Again, it's a 630 scheduled game for the record. Uh, and maybe there's other buildings, so I'm always really sure. Where is word. this
2: news coming from?
0: It was said tonight, what am I a slack that I'm in? It's coming from Joe Varden. I don't know if he's it's a tweet. Uh, let me see if this okay. is officially a person. Uh,
2: yeah, he's he been uh, we have been getting a lot I, of we, bad
1: rainstorms.
2: Because we were we were making fun of the this slate <laughs> earlier in uh Discord and we were we were talking about it's almost as bad as when there was the leaky roof in Philly. Um, and that's funny that I guess there is a leaky roof now added to the slate. So
1: There's not, it's not even raining at Disney right now. Like it's raining here, but it's not even raining at Disney right now. Dean, like Dean, like you're a professional host that does this four or five days a week. What are you doing? It's still <laughs> muted. Oh no! Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying, why am I passing
0: along this information? I had the cough, and I forgot to go back. I apologize. I'm oh, in
1: man. What are we going to do with this guy?
0: <laughs> That's at Joe Varden, for the record, by the way. 38,000 Twitter followers, and he is verified. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think he may or may not be in the bubble. Go ahead and check that out for yourself. All the sevens. Stevie, yeah, you're right. I'm I, i, I I'm flustered. <laughs> I'm officially flustered. I got lineups to change in basketball, baseball lineups to make. But talk about some catchers, Stevie. That's exciting
1: no catchers are never exciting who's the cheapest catcher that's available like that's the guy i want um all joking aside like i think if you want to pay up a catcher you know i think steven vote might actually be like a lower owned arizona play today just because he's so expensive compared to like guys on this team but guys has any ground dollar he's gonna hit from both sides of the plate so daniel norris and michael former like he's super interesting James Sakan's hitting down in the lineup, so, like, there's a good chance his first at-bat is against Daniel Norris. Um, so, he's interesting, but really, like, catcher's a position today where I think you can just save some money. Like, Jan Gomes is a guy that I'm using a bunch at 3.2K, uh, going up against Matt's with the hotter weather in New York, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind... Oh, man, it's Michael Perez. is actually, it's, it's not Danino, it's Michael Perez. I'm not a big fan of him. He is Danino's you know, cheaper, he's got more power. Of course, he strikes out at some, but He's also a guy that can kind of like, you know, once he gets a hold of it, he can take it over the monster. Tr- Tony Walters is meh. Vote at 4.5K. Cannot get excited. Oh, Chadwick Trump. Hard to get excited. Well, Wicky
1: batting six. Yeah. Ramos batting six. If that Norman, game is tight,
0: like... though, Vasquez comes in for him, for the record. But, yeah, he's super cheap.
2: Um. All right. Sell me on something here as far as catcher. It's gross, Kirk Um, I mean, vote is you want the home run, you go for vote, uh, although you're going to, there's going to be ownership there. Um, is the value play and, uh, you can go to like Grindahl or a little bit down further and get your uh, lefty masher, James McCann, who's going to see, uh, should get some at bats against Daniel Norris, the the lefty. Um, right. Did he make the line? Yeah. He's batting seven, 3.6 K. Um, Austin Nola, if he makes the lineup, is my guy. That's just the guy I'm going to keep playing. Even even if I have Gibson in the lineup, I'll play Austin Nola.
1: I think you know, the lineup it? came out. I think he's batting fifth. All right, there it is. There's the I'm play. hitting
2: the
0: refresh button. Did Vogelbach crack it there, Stevie? Yeah, uh, batting eighth. yep uh, Yeah. I mean, I think he's interesting, even to play against my pitcher. I, you know, it, it's not ideal, it's not, not the best correlation, but he's cheap enough, especially on Fandle where he's like two, two, or two, three. I don't hate the idea of rolling him out there to kind of save some salary as an upside guy. Uh, Speaking of first baseman, Stevie, open it up for us. Who are we playing at first?
1: A bunch of options at first base. You know, you got Max Muncy, who you can play at first or second. Christian Walker is going to be like the chalk um, first baseman in cash games. Howie Kendrick is super cheap against Steven Matz. You know, you got Brandon Belt. If you don't believe in McCullers, he's cheap uh, batting fourth. Cheaper option is, like, CJ Crone and Edwin Rios. Um, You know, I already mentioned Rios. You were talking about, like, being a little worried and, like, we went on to something else. But, like, the thing is, like, Perdomo might only go, like, one, maybe two innings. So, like, when Rios comes up, it might be um, Quantrill. And, like, that's who you want anyway. So give me two at-bats against Quantrill and Rios, like, I I feel like he's a guy that could get it done. But – like, Seeger's still banged up. So, like, I think the Dodgers are going to be less likely to pinch hit early. Um, but, like, if he comes up in the ninth and they're in a position where it's, like, a lefty, you know, that you lose on that situation. You might only get yeah. that third at three at bats. But he's really cheap. He's shown a ton of power since, you know, getting called up last season. He has, like, a 415 ISO against righty. So, I like Rios a lot, you know, especially if you're looking to save some money and um, not really sacrificing a lot of upside
0: Somebody in chat asked about the weather in Detroit. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link and chat to you guys as far as Ross update. Uh, he updated this at five thir- 30 Eastern time, yellow, orange, currently in Detroit. Of course, Roth gives the most up-to-date updates on crunch time, which starts at six 30 Eastern for premium members. And he takes you guys all up the lock with Jesus. is good. Dave Potts
2: who's going to answer all your baseball related questions. First base, Kurt Yeah. Uh, Walker's the chalk and the cash play. Um, Matt Olson is the best play on the slate tonight. Um, Matt, uh, he, he is he's going yard against uh, Tehran, who has always struggled with, with uh, left-handed batters, but also does not throw very hard. Um, 4,700, I think people are going to kind of shy away from that price tag because they're just going to plug in Walker easily. Uh, G-Man Choice, 3,600, um, batting cleanup against this horrific uh, – <laughs> starting and, uh, bullpen pitching, uh, of the Red Sox. So, um, it's, uh, Brazier and then Colton Brewer, um, both guys. So he'll, he'll have the platoon, uh, advantage, um, batting clean up for 3,600 in Fenway. It's hot, really hot here in Boston right now. So, um, I think the dew point is nice as well. Uh, I have to check my, uh, weather system, but, uh, anyways, um, Howie Kendrick is like going to be a low owned GBP play a guy. The guy just rakes Pete Alonzo is going to be a real low owned, uh, against, uh, Patrick Corbin, but certainly could get a hold of one, right? Like you're just home run hunting, um, or, or go to cores, uh, weather edge. 97 oh, games. sorry. Last guy. I just want to throw out there. Jose Abreu, um, nobody's going to play him at 5,200. He's going to have the, he's going to get to see the lefty, um, for a few bats at least. Um, and this guy just crushes left-handed pitching um, throughout his entire career. Um, a great, great home run candidate tonight. I do want to mention
0: that Edge loves Boston uh, in 97 similar games of similar weather, nothing to do with who's pitching and who's hitting, but just actual weather base. that's it. 7.5% bump in homers, 14.8% bump in runs, 11.1% increase in ERA as well. You mentioned Choi, worth noting if people are not aware, he is now a switch hitter, so – he might take aim of that monster if a lefty comes in. Uh, what do you have for me at the second, second base? Keystone position, Kirk D. Open it up for us.
2: Yeah, go over there. Okay, second base, um, Cattell Marte is uh, the clear one guy you want to get in. He's the one Arizona bat you would probably want the most, I would think. Um, going to be high-owned. A uh, little bit cheaper, um, not much pop, but a lot of speed. It's Garrett Hampson. Um, in the Coors game, uh, Larry Garcia is uh, leading off with uh, Tim Anderson still on the shelf um, against uh, this Detroit. Two, two, two pitchers that I definitely want to attack in a bullpen I'd like to attack behind. I think the White Sox are going to score a lot of runs tonight. Um, Brandon, uh, Brandon Lau, right? Uh, guy's raking. He's, uh, def- he's been uh, their best hitter. Ah, uh, so far this season, and he was crushed in last season as well. Um, batting second, forty six hundred, and then um, Danny any Mendick. interest in Mendick? You need to I go. With, I, 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 uh, well, I was some someone someone thought he was your your favorite player, but uh on the right, now, tw- 2100? Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah,
0: I mean, this is how you can like get the big bats so easily uh, on DK. They're so so cheap, and I was talking about that. As far as the discrepancy of prices, the variance of prices, two point one k. I know it's not an ideal stick, obviously, but two point one k is two point one k, and you know it's not. You're not rostering because you want them. You're rostering because of the other guys you get because of them. Because hey, Stevie, we live the world of a salary cap. Got to get that one in two. Cross that off the bingo card. Second base, Stevie, what do you have for me?
1: Um, Muncy, Cattle Marte, obviously, I think are you know guys that you're looking at. Solano, like I said, I think the Giants are an interesting like. We're, we're projecting like team ownership to be under 1% on the Giants. Um, I like them more on Fandle. It's a little bit easier to stack them on Fandle, and they're really low-owned over there as well. I like the Brandon Lau call. Um, The guy that's coming in for the Red Sox that's pitching in this game, he has not shown really any ability. Colton um, – I can't remember his last name. Allen Brewer, I believe. Brewer. Brewer. Um, He's not shown, like, any ability to miss, like, left-handed bats. So, um, like the lefties from the Rays, I think they're a really good stack today. Cheap-wise, though, like you mentioned the White Sox. Garcia is 3.3K, and he's been one of the better hitters from both sides of the plate here uh, for the White Sox. So I like Garcia. And Sterling Castro uh, batting third against Steven Matz. He's super cheap across the industry. Um, I'd rather play those guys than play Mendick just because I think they offer a little bit more ceiling. But, you know, Mendick batting eighth, 2.1K, I get it. Yeah, um, got to give a okay. shout-out
0: to, to the mouthwash as well. Jonathan Scope, 3.7K on DK. Uh, historically pretty solid against lefties. Uh, don't hate it. There's a lot of cheapies there at second. There's plenty of places to stop short and, and save some salary. Even Brian Dozier once upon a time was a quote-unquote lefty master. Not so much these days, but he's 2.8K. And if the kids want to call that leverage, I suppose, against Patrick Corbin, uh, I guess, sure, why not. Uh, we're hitting the third base. Stevie, start off for us.
1: Um, Hold on. Got to switch it. You know, obviously, like, third base, Nolan Arenado against Robbie Ray and Coors, like, signed me up as much as I can get. Um, he's 6.3K. Like, the Rockies are interesting because they're so expensive on the slate. Like, we have their team ownership at around 12% right now. I think it actually might come in a little bit lower. Um, I know I'm going to steal some thunder here from Kirk Dees, but Matt Chapman, um, you know, I looked into what Kurt was talking about last time we did the show last week, and, like, I love soft and pitchers against um, Oakland now, but Eduardo Escobar's the chalk. I, I guess I should have started with him. Like he's the chalk under four K, going up against Gray. If you are in that price range and you're looking for a pivot, JD Davis against Patrick Corbin. Corbin does give up home runs. It's hot, and JD Davis is going to be less than five percent owned when you have a guy that's probably going to be like thirty to forty percent owned in the same price range. So. Um, I really like JD Davis as like a tournament pivot off of Eduardo Escobar. Steve,
0: you're doing the screen share. I'm just pulling it up right now. If you're gonna pull up the the ownership here in lineup HQ at RG, of course, the closer and closer we get to uh ownership, the more refined uh ownership. the closer we get the lock, the more refined ownership gets. Pretty interesting to see Escobar is the most popular, according to our projections, the twenty five percent of DK specifically. And that's the one that's most interesting, Kirk D's, right? Where uh Escobar's three seven and Arenado, who, yeah. If there's no salary cap, it's just raw points and, you know, you can pay these guys whatever you want. 6.3 K is at what 17% own at home versus a lefty. That's no secret. Um, I guess Arnetto, I don't want to say it's a sneaky tournament pivot because he's like the second most popular guy. And then there's some cheapies like Condolario at 8%, 8%, Yanni Diaz. Is he leading off Betting third today? Uh, I like him a good bit too. a part of that Tampa team. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as how you're handling third base today?
2: Yeah, um, I mean Escobar's the cash play. Arenado, if you can fit him, um, upside GPP. Uh, I like the White Sox a lot, so Moncada is right there for me. Um, other than that, it I would be Matt Chapman would be my guy, just because I'm so high in Oakland, like Stevie said. So I'm kind of that's those are kind of the guys I've been keying in on, um, trying to see if there's any glaring value that's opened up or anything. But you said Candelario is, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Diaz would be. I mean, Diaz absolutely could go yard 3,300, batting third. I mean, that's I mean, he's an awesome play.
0: He looks great in the uniform with nothing else. Uh, I mean, it looks like he can absolutely annihilate the baseball, and he does sometimes on occasion. But, again, it feels like there's a big opportunity to cost that third, more so than some other positions. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to just, like, you know, get, like, a, a Danny Mendick or something like that and just hope, like, nobody goes nuts. Uh, let's jump back to shortstop, Kirk Diaz Open it up for us.
2: Well, if you want the the highest projected guy, it's going to be Trevor Story for sure, mm-hmm. sixty one hundred. Um, he and Aronado, that's the same. Pick your pick your whoever you like there. I mean, they're both extremely similar plays. But you do have Garcia, who's cheap, like we said, uh, leading off, been raking too as well for the White Sox. Um, expect him to score a lot of runs. Trey Turner uh, is in the conversation, especially on Yahoo, where he's extremely cheap um, tonight but uh, he's someone that could run on Steven Matz uh, very easily. Um, this lineup is getting more potent tonight with Juan Soto back. Castro has been hitting. Josh Harrison um, has been hitting. Um, How like, It's just a better-looking lineup tonight for the for the Nats. Um, let's see here. Marcus Semien, because I like Oakland. And then, uh, I mean, Xander, just because of overall talent. But, man, it's been a struggle watching these Red Sox guys – up at the plate they just don't seem to care too much uh it's tough 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 sledding over here in Boston watching watching my Red Sox you and Stevie can mourn together uh yeah and you mentioned Max you know the the story
0: always is well lefties they hold on runners great and that's generally true but not always true and Max in 2018 gave up 28 stolen bases now he got better last year uh only yielded nine but he's still vulnerable to it it's like you can definitely run to the guy despite the fact he's left-handed and just from a roster construction standpoint, just want to throw it out there. What I do is, like, before the show, I use the bat stuff, and I, pl- I plug it into the lineup HQ. Uh, I put a little bit of variance to it, like 15% or something like that. I cap each player 50%. Uh, and on DK, they're giving me 50%, the cap of Escobar, Uh and uh, just 17% of Aronado. And shortstop, you know, lineup instructions tell me to play. This is where you spend up your story. He gets the cap of 50%, and then we step down to a guy like Laurie Garcia just because he's super cheap. Stevie, shortstop, what's to you?
1: Um, like if you're not paying up for story or turner, like you're paying down right? like I mentioned Garcia when we were talking about second base he's super cheap at three point three k but I think for the most part you want to pay up for those guys um I like the Astros a lot and Carlos Correa has like a one percent projected ownership right now um so like I could see the Astros like overall ownership is pretty low, and like Logan Webb is semi reverse splits too so. He's really struggled against righties since he got called up last season. So this is actually a really good spot with, you know, Altuve, Bregman, Gariel, Correa, all those righties um, in that lineup that don't strike out a lot. I I know Correa a little bit higher, but I think Houston's really interesting today as well.
0: Nobody's going to play Houston on a nine-game slate, and versus a pitcher, it's not very good. It is worth noting. That's very much worth pointing out. Uh, And as much as we disliked them two days ago, we like him even less after yesterday. Their chump, uh, what is it, their, their hitting coach or whatever. What are we doing? We don't have time to get into it. We don't have for a Boggs rant, but come on, man. Uh, all right, uh, outfielders. Hey, Curtis, you know how you feel about Brandon Belt, And I kind of feel the same way. I feel that way about Cole Calhoun. I don't want to roster Cole Calhoun. Oh, like, no, Cole Calhoun is, is, is back. The math is it telling is- me I'm supposed to play Cole Calhoun, and I don't want to do it. I'm probably going to do it begrudgingly, but I don't want to. Just know that for the record.
1: He had like a one twenty babbitt for the first like week and a half of the season. And it was eventually going to turn around. Least bad like
0: in the last ten years or whatever it is. But oh, so you're you guys are both playing. You guys are running on Cole. Just just homering yeah. off the Met yesterday. It was an inside
2: the Parker. That doesn't count. Um. Then uh, <laughs> I don't like, mean, it wasn't I as mean, bad as Yeliches, but still. <laughs> um. I, I I I'll play Cole. I've got no problem with that. Uh, he's just cheap. He's in. I mean. So, okay, I made the mistake of fading Brandon Belt, although I still stand by it. But I think Cole <laughs> Calhoun has more pop in him than Brandon Belt at this point. And uh, leading off extra bats there, um, just a good situation. So it's a tough fade for me. Um, man, uh, dare I say uh, J.D. Martinez against Yarbrough? He's looked uh, – I mean, I hate the eye test, but he's looked terrible. He's looked horrible. Terrible. Uh, he, he, he lined out a couple of, yesterday – um, you know, didn't produce anything, but at least got some good, uh, good contact. Um, Mike Trout, he's pretty good.
0: He Boy is good at baseball. Manage. He's
2: kind of expensive, but yeah, he's definitely good at baseball. I can't argue with that. Um, the, the Dodgers are just too cheap, um, for, you know, what they're, they, they were priced for who were they price paying Garrett, uh, Richards is it? Is, who is it? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Perdomo is is in uh, control is a, is a boost for them. So uh, the Dodgers are definitely in play. Um, those are guys I'm looking at. Uh, the Rays. I don't know. There's so there's just so many good plays. I am playing J.D. Martinez and Yahoo he's 11 bucks. By the way, I think he's 11. Yeah. It's, just, it's just
0: silly. I feel like I have to do it. DM, we got to be quick. Uh, another another name, another, another guy in that bucket that I don't like to play. But it's telling me to play Kevin Pillar. I don't want to play Kevin Pillar, but he's 3K and DK leading off. So maybe I will, begrudgingly. Give me some if you like.
1: Um, all the Dodgers, uh, the Diamondbacks outfielders, Yaz, Yaz is going to hit a home run. Trout's going to hit a home run. Um, the Dodgers are coming in a lot lower ownership than I thought they were going to. So like those guys, Calhoun, like he's your cash staple play. Um, John Gray is not going to strike anybody out. But also like all three of the Texas outfielders, Gallo, Chu, and Willie Calhoun. Calhoun's batting in that third spot. We talked about the roof being open. And Dunn is really, really bad. Um, he's not a good pitcher. So, like, I like the Texas outfielders. Um, Kevin Pilar batting leadoff. He's been the one bright spot for the Red Sox this season. So, and he's 3K. If you are looking for like a cheap option, Robbie Grossman, 2.4K against Tehran, uh, those would be the cheap options that I'd be looking at.
0: Lorenzo is playing for the record. He's in the lineup batting second. I thought he might get suspended. Maybe he's appealing it. I'm not really sure. Uh, just pull up the Stack Hat stuff on Jenny Martinez. The lowest EV he's had in the last five or six years. Small sample size, 88 miles per hour. It's not terrible, but 91.3 last year, 93, 91 previous seasons.
2: Kirk, Deese, give me some stacks you like. Uh, White Sox, love the White Sox tonight. Um, they're they're just everyone's just gonna be so fixated on cores. I love uh, Oakland um, against Tehran and a bullpen that's extremely attackable. And Madden will make some bonehead decision. And they'll uh, end up scoring a lot of runs. And then I also like the Rays a ton. Chat, like, and subscribe. Much appreciate that. Those of you guys that are premium
0: members. Feel free to stick around. You got an updated update as far as the weather with Kevin Roth. Thank you guys all for the lock with Jesus Good. Answer our questions from a baseball perspective. Stevie, give me uh, give me your favorite stacks and somebody that's gonna bang one out tonight.
1: Uh, Dodgers are going to break the slate, uh, like the the whole cores game, Houston, Washington. And then if like, if you're playing large field tournaments, the giants again, like nobody's going to be playing the giants today. And if McCullers is not on and he's leaving pitches over the plate, he's the guy. But, uh, my home run today is Edwin Rios, um, for the Dodgers. All right. We got
0: to go. Uh, we, I got, I have labs to make for basketball. I got labs to make for baseball, baseball as well. Wish everybody luck tonight. Feel free to smash it. Smash that like button that is. He's Stevie. He's Kirk East. I'm 50% correct. Not exactly sure. 50-50 shot. You never know. I was definitely Dean, 100%. And this was 100% baseball. We're out of here. Holler.